It could be an electric guitarist who spends the entirety of a time of, of practice. Looking for that just tone. Dialing for that, in that tone. tone yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether that pedal was on or off, <laughs> I think the same things would have probably been happening as far as what God was doing yeah, in that gathering. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. not saying, again, it's not saying it's irrelevant yeah, or yeah. a waste right. of time, uh, but I think we want to have it, hold it in the proper perspective. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And my name is Devin Coughlin. Hey, so, he's made it. Like, we don't even call him a guest anymore. I love it. I mean, he, yeah, he's, okay. how can you have a guest for f- five seasons? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. The sometimes co-host. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I wish it was the always co-host. Sorry. You live in a different state. Okay, it's true. All right, so am I taking it from you here? Go for it. <laughs> Let's see. This is smooth. All right, uh, today we are going to talk about, answer the question, try to answer the question, how should we think about technology on Sunday mornings? This mm. springs from uh, a seminar, Devin, that you did uh, at the Worship God Conference end of July, uh, where I asked you to speak on what's the place of technology in our Sunday gatherings. And so I just thought it would be uh, well, helpful. And funny story, when you asked me to do that, and then I'd done the work for that, and then I'm talking to you about it, and you said, oh, that'll be too easy for you. You'll just say, don't. <laughs> And then I had the same conversation with David, and he's this like, what are you going to say? Don't? Yes. Like, what am I, some Luddite? Well, <clears throat> the shoe fit. Um, well, and one of the reasons I asked you to do that was because you have strong convictions. You've thought a lot about this topic, technology. Your church, your Sunday morning gathering would be on the simpler side. How many people gather? 140, 150. Yeah. Meet in a school? In a school cafeteria. Yeah. And um, we... With lots of light and windows. With, amen. Lots of light and <laughs> windows. Yes. Uh, but you've been a part of a big church yep. um, and been in different contexts, but you've thought a lot about it. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted you to get ha- to have the opportunity to, to kind of crystallize, clarify some of the thoughts on it. So we're going to let you talk about some things and then interrupt you at different times. Yeah, ask me say, questions. Okay, prove Absolutely. that, you Luddite. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, well, I mean, Support I, that I, biblically. I do want to start by saying that I, I really do love technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have an iPad on you. I have an iPad. Yeah. I uh, walk into my home and I've got all of my light switches hooked up to HomeKit. Same. And I just so speak cool. commands and things happen. Yeah. Um, he loves it. Bob wishes way. it was that way. <laughs> I do. And that's how I was growing up. He just speak things, expect things to happen. And I had to tell him, Devin, that's not how the world works. But now it does for him. So okay. technology is, is really a wonderful gift. Um, mm. And it's a, uh, a gift from God. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important that as we come to this topic, and I, this comes up every everything that we talk about, I think, we have to remember what is God's purpose for our gathering. So if yes. we're going to talk about yeah. technology and Sunday mornings, first yeah. we have to begin with, all right, what's God's purpose for our gatherings? Why are we even here? Yes. Um, and I think if we, if we were to poll the members of our churches and ask, oh, so what, like, why are we here? And, and there would be many, many different answers that you would get. <laughs> yes, and some yes. of them would be probably right on. Some of them would be a little bit, a little bit off. Some would be, probably be a lot off. Yeah, um, yeah. But 
what determines our purposes is not a democratic endeavor. Yep. Take That's a not what determines the purpose for our gatherings. Mm-hmm. God determines the purpose mm-hmm. for our gatherings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what does what does God intend to do as we gather? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a lot that could be said, and but I think one thing that consistently comes up, um, I say it this way, is that, that God's called us together to bear grateful and astonished witness mm-hmm. to the worth and work of God in order to glorify God, build up the church, and proclaim the gospel of salvation to the world. Mm. Um, and mm. that's that's what we gather together to do. Yes. Uh, I'm in First Chronicles 16, eight, 16 mm. verse 8 through 10. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Mm. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Mm. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonder, wonder, wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And, and so this is, this is why we gather. Other things may happen as we gather, but like this is the main event. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so important that we recognize we don't have to be creative in the sense of figuring out a reason to meet. Right. Or creative in the sense of we've got to figure out how to get people coming right. back. Yeah. We are being stewards of what God is doing, mm-hmm. what he's done, and, and we just get to participate in that. It, it just relieves the pressure. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people feel when they come to this topic. It's, you know, technology. Oh, my gosh, so much is happening. So much is happening. Yeah. What do I do with it? And I want to make a comment, too, before we get too far into it. Just I'm sure there are people listening to this. Most of the people who probably listen to this podcast, this wouldn't be a, a major issue, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking people would probably be a little bit suspicious of technology. Maybe not. Hmm. But the thing is, when we don't think about it, things happen. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what we want to address. Yeah. Right. And so as as we gather, we need to remember that God is, and God is there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And God is there to do things to us and in us mm-hmm. and through us. Mm-hmm. Praise his name. Yeah. With or without technology. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. What's, what's taking place. So as we think about technology in our Sunday gathering, we have to remember why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, that's the first principle. And then we can kind of work out other things. When I did the seminar, I, I then presented five, um, uh, five kind of affirmations about, about God, technology, and the church. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk through those. And the first is that God does not need technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of flows from from what we were saying in, in God's purposes for our gathering. God, God doesn't need our technology. Need yeah. in the sense of it, 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 He requires it to do His work. Well, first in the sense that He doesn't need our technology in the sense that He has some lack in Himself. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. God did not um, <laughs> create the world and then on day seven <laughs> sit back and rest and then think. You know what? This is good, but man needs to create the wheel. I mean, once they come up with the wheel, then it will be really good. Right. You know, God wasn't waiting around for right. for our techno- technological contributions, nor is there any kind of lack in and of him himself. I like what John Webster says. He says, the existence of creation adds nothing to God, mm-hmm. and in its absence, God would, would be undiminished. Mm-hmm. God is in himself infinitely happy, in need of nothing from the creature. Mm. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's the same thing with, I, I think we can have this, this I think, this um, uh, present mindset where it's like, all right, this this next iPhone or yeah. uh, whatever it is, it's like live stream. Like, we have this ability to live stream now. 
And yeah. like now God's thinking like, oh, great. Now I can build my <laughs> now church. Now I can reach the masses. <laughs> now, yeah, now the gospel will go forth to the nations and because we have live stream. It can be talked about in that way uh, at times. Like <laughs> you have not worshipped the way you should worship until you experience this technology. I mean, we see it in all kinds of advertising. Well, and the funny, the I mean, the, just as a, as a sidebar. None of this is funny. The funniest <laughs> part about it is our live streams are typically so bad. No. <laughs> It's just like a direct signal into the microphone. So so God doesn't need our technology because right. he does his work through his word by the Spirit. Right. Yes. Um, right. And that's how God has, has worked in his people, and that's how God has worked in creation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he speaks and things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we've got to remember. First, God doesn't need technology. Yeah, uh, the second thing is, the second affirmation is, is God is sovereign over technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Reinke has this great book, uh, God, the Christ, uh, God, Technology, and the Christian Life is what it's called. And in it, he uses this illustration of, uh, imagine a, a barrel, a 50-gallon barrel filled with 60,000 Lego pieces. Mm. And you think of all like of my the things. <laughs> think of all of the things that you could create with that barrel of Legos. I mean, and it's just like there's seemingly for us innumerable hmm. uh, different things that we could yeah. put together from that barrel. God, to God, to the infinite God, that barrel is nothing. Yeah. And he knows every single combination of every yeah. single Lego brick. Hmm. And so he's not surprised when Thomas Edison comes up with the light bulb. He's not surprised when Elon Musk comes up with whatever he comes up with. <laughs> like, it's not a surprise to God. He's, it's, yeah. he's sovereign over it, and it's been baked into the very fabric of creation. Mm, good. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's in control of all of it. Yep. And so I think, I know for me, I think I could, I could fall on this side where it's, I'm, a, I'm skeptical of mm-hmm. new things that come out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there can be, in that skepticism, there can be maybe a fear. Like, yes. oh no, like, what is this going to do to the church? Yes. Yep. And just knowing that, no, God is going to, God's word is true. His promises are sure, and he's going to build his church, and the yes. gates of hell won't prevail against yes. it. Mm-hmm. So whatever technology. technological right. developments may come and whatever questions they may pose to the church, they're not going to thwart God's yeah. purposes mm-hmm. because yeah. he's sovereign over it all. None of it surprises him. Mm-hmm. And that's such such a, I think, a freeing, yes. freeing thought. And so then yes. I think we're, we're free to enjoy those mm-hmm. gifts and not mm-hmm. be afraid yeah. of them um, held in proper perspective. So God doesn't need technology. God's sovereign over technology. And then third, and it's, it comes from that second one, God gives technology as a gift to serve his purposes. And, and let me remind everyone that we are speaking particularly of technology on Sunday, in the Sunday gathering. In the Sunday gathering. Mm-hmm. Just general technology. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. these principles apply. Yes. Technology yes. in general yeah. and as, as Christians navigating the world. But yeah, but yeah. specifically we're talking about in the context of the church, Sunday gatherings. Yeah. Yeah. Moving towards how do we think about technology right? Um, in relation to those. So God gives technology as a gift to serve his purposes. Isaiah 54, verses 16 and 17, uh, God says, Behold, I have created the smith, so the blacksmith, who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I've also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. Uh, so this certainly speaks to his, his sovereignty, but it's not just that he's sovereign over these things, but he has purposes for yes. these things. Excellent, yeah. yeah. And so I'm recognizing that that God formed Elon Musk in his mother's womb, hmm. knitted him together, and gave him the mind that he has and knew what he was going to do. 
and it's mm-hmm. for God's purposes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now it's all. I mean, I think it's it's very interesting that most technological innovation, particularly technological innovation that church uses, does not come from within the church. And yeah. I think there's yeah. something yeah. of of God's wisdom in this. I mean, you think of 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, that, that God chooses what is foolish in the world mm-hmm. to shame the wise, mm-hmm. um, what is weak mm-hmm. in the world to shame the strong. And the church and, and the people of God, those devoted to God, are, are normally not the innovators. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they can be, but that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, technological innovation most often comes to, and, and Tony Reinke points this out in his book that I mentioned, it most often comes through, through the godless. Yeah. And the people that are are really full of themselves and in a sense see themselves as as saviors of the world. Mm-hmm. Yet then God uses yes. those yeah. things, <laughs> those innovations, for His purposes. Right. So God doesn't need our technology, but God is sovereign over technology. Yes. And in His sovereignty, He uses technology to serve His purposes. Yeah. So those are three affirmations about God's relationship with technology. Uh, but then there's things that we can say about our relationship now to technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing is this, so number four, fourth affirmation, technology both amplifies and reduces our abilities and perceptions. Mm. And so I, this, we've got to backtrack a little bit. So we're talking about technology. What is technology? I remember asking, I asked my, my kids this at breakfast one day, and uh, my 10-year-old son, he said, it's a tool that improves. Like that's what technology is. Uh, I thought that's, uh, I mean, wow. that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good definition. Well, first he said a tool, and so I was, we were trying that out. So, is it? No, no. I'm sorry. First he said, it's like it's something that improves. That's what technology is. It improves. Oh. And so I said, so can you technology soccer? Uh, he was like, no, that no, that doesn't work. <laughs> so then he changed it to a tool that improves, wow. and uh, and so just that idea that. Technology does amplify yeah. our abilities, and that's yeah. what all technology does. Right. Um, it takes our, our human no- our knowledge and applies it in order to amplify our abilities. Yes. Um, that's what's taking place. But at the same time, oh, so I think we can think about like a telescope. And it, a telescope, it helps us to see things mm-hmm. that are far away. We can see them more clearly. That's what technology does. But at the same time that it amplifies, it also reduces and so while I'm looking through that telescope, I can only see that one thing that I'm looking right. at. Yes. I can't see yes. anything else. Um, or you think about a magnifying glass. It helps me see small things close up. But if I lift that magnifying glass up, now I can't see anything. Like yeah, it distorts yeah, everything yeah. or it flips things upside down. And so it reduces my ability to see. It helps mm-hmm. me do one thing well. Mm-hmm. And it, it other things it has a negative effect on. So it amplifies and reduces your perspective is that what you said? Our our abilities and perceptions, okay. both. Yeah, yeah. Yep. either either or. Um, and so with this, it helps us, I think, to recognize that technology. We can't think of technology as only a benefit. Mm, and great. we tend to think of. I mean, technology is a benefit. Mm-hmm. There are there are gifts that come through technology. We're benefiting from technology right now. Right well, now, so we are dependent on it as well. And I think about um, my wife, she's hearing impaired and she has bilateral cochlear implants and it's incredible technology mm-hmm. uh, that, that gives her the ability to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's remarkable. Uh, but as it amplifies her ability to hear because of, of what takes place in the science behind that, when she takes those processors out, she's not able to hear a thing. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, her, her, her ability to hear, which, Prior to her cochlear implants, it existed. 
now that she has this technology, she's entirely dependent on it. She can't hear anything at all. And so Mm -hmm. there is this this amplification and and reduction that Mm -hmm. takes place, and all technology works that way. And so when we invented the car, we also invented uh, the car crash. We didn't intend that, <laughs> but that came about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know if this is where you're going, but the breakdown of the nuclear family. Yep. Uh, yeah. With the car. It just people were able to get out and away, and they didn't need to be together well, anymore. You're, you're getting a little yeah. ahead of me. Oh, I'm sorry. But I didn't know. We're, get, we're getting there okay, eventually. Um, but every time we come up with some new technology, we're also coming up with some new way to bring destruction into the world yes as it amplifies and as it reduces Mm -hmm. um there's one commentator says that all all aspects of human culture are in some way tainted by cain's sin Hmm. and so we in in genesis 4 yeah yeah genesis 4 genesis 4 yeah cain and abel and you see cain's lineage yeah and technological innovation came came through Cain's lineage, yeah. and that's, I mean, the uh, musical instruments and and forgers, makers of weapons. Yes, and, those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Yeah. And so all these things came from Cain, and, and God used all these things and uses mm. these things, and he mm. tells us to use instruments to, to praise his name right. for his glory. Right. Um, but wow. everything that we do, I mean, it amplifies, it reduces, and so mm-hmm. we need to remember that, and this leads to our fifth principle. Uh, which is that technology changes us in our environment, mm-hmm. mm. uh, and I think this is this is really where where Absolutely. the rubber meets the road when it comes to thinking about technology in our corporate gatherings. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, we recognize that that tools we t- we think about technology as this neutral thing, and so it's not good or bad, and that's kind of a non-starter. It doesn't really move conversation forward as right. to how we are to interact with technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think about something like a hammer. And a hammer is a piece of technology that amplifies my ability to hit things. I can't <laughs> put a nail true. into a board with my bare hand. Uh, maybe I, I could, sometimes. but I wouldn't try. I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, but a hammer amplifies that ability. But when I pick up that hammer and give a hammer to a two-year-old boy, like something happens. Like in that amplification... Something happens to him in the way he views the world. Yeah. And now, like, now he's just looking for things to hit. Everything I becomes a everything nail. Be, everything <laughs> becomes a nail. And so it it does. It shapes us. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology shapes us, and we need to be aware of that. Um, so Neil Postman, uh, he was he he was a uh, let's say a cultural commentator. Um, he's he has this wonderful statement. He said, "Technology is not additive; it's ecological." And so he talks mm. about mm. Uh, the printing press, so Gutenberg's printing press. And after that printing press was invented, he says, you didn't have, in, in thinking about Europe, you didn't have a Europe plus the printing press, so technology mm. did additive. Mm. Mm-hmm. You had a new Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, was, yeah. it changed the entire environment right. of communication so and all that took place. Um, and so technology changes us in our environment. And so I, I think we can, we can do this little thought experiment. How have certain technologies affected our Sunday gatherings? Yeah. And yeah. so I, I'm like, if we think about, let's think about amplification and microphones. Oh, yeah. Like how has that yeah. changed our gatherings? Yeah, everything's louder, bigger. Yeah. I mean, and then you can broadcast uh, it, it sends you out of your context to other mm-hmm. contexts. 
I mean, it, it's like it's like a dropping a, a a rock in a puddle, and you just see the just the you know added effect of yeah our technological it separates. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a sound system, you you just feel separate. It's not like my voice going out to people. It's separate. And like it's a disembodied voice. Yes, it, it I mean, in a sense, yes. that's how you people can feel are that way. Um, and you can start to focus on aspects of performance that aren't related to just singing. Right. So I know I would put people in a choir that I wouldn't have on a solo mic because when it's solo mic, right. it's like everybody can hear it. Right. And I wouldn't want you to be on that solo mic. But you can sing in the choir. That's great. And that's not dissing them. It's just being real and saying that it adds the fact that you can uh, focus or hear a voice that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it takes away the fact that people who have a good voice but not a great voice won't be able to do that. Yeah. So in terms of using gifts, that's something I'm I think something else aware of. I think something else too that technology adds is a stimulation. It's a stimulant in a, in all across the board, whether it's screens or multimedia or something running lights off and on. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, I mean it's not like a preacher getting up and speaking for an hour and a half without amplification to a, to a room. I mean, there's so many things right. happening, you know, when you add technology. Well, and again, that disconnect, I just think of when you come to a small group meeting, everybody just does what they come to do. You sing, you share, it's everything right there. With, with, with the added element of technology, there is this distance that happens. And so even when I'm in in-ear monitors, um, I have to have an ambient mic so I can hear the congregation. Otherwise, right. it feels very, very separate. Think of uh, projection. Yeah. You know, we've gone from, well, an oral tradition where mm-hmm. you just pass on songs by what you hear uh, to printed music. Which is a form of technology. Which is a form of te- All these <laughs> are forms of technology. Well, that, that is. To the overhead projector, God bless me, all right, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, you know where you had the box of transparencies yes. and you had to put them up there. That was that was technology, and oh boy, we were so cool because we could project things to to now you can project it from your computer, um, and there are there aren't people holding things anymore. Lots of benefits to that, but there are things that are detracting as yeah, well. Yeah, right. I know that those are kind yeah, of yeah. Well, I think I mean with the microphone, think about the fact that. Uh, I mean, it's amplification and microphone, sound amplification. It's only been around for, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what it is. 50 years? No, probably more like more 100 years. Yeah. Um, oh, to, like on a, yeah, maybe so, Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even so, I mean, you think about the the Lord has been at work building his church for <laughs> 1,900 years prior to that. But now he's doing a lot more. But it's a lot louder now. Have, but it's a lot louder now. <laughs> But and and there's I think it's it's we want to recognize both benefits and drawbacks. Yeah. Um, and so, up until 1900 years ago, you couldn't really you couldn't gather more people than you could project to. Mm-hmm. Um, up until 100 years ago, you mean? Or so, no, yeah. Up until 1900 years ago. Did I just say 1900? Yes. I meant uh, definitely <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, until 1900. 1900 years ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just the other day. <laughs> up until 100 years ago. Yes. Sorry. The uh, but or, but then you'd have some people that were extraordinarily gifted, like yes. a George Whitfield or a Charles Spurgeon, yeah. who they they were able to speak. Well, in uh, his in his lectures to my students, Charles Spurgeon, who's lived at the end of the nineteenth century, uh, amplification, the ability to communicate loudly, was one of the qualities that you would look for. Then you had to have in a preacher. You had yeah. to have it. Hmm. Uh, and so now, 
someone who doesn't have that quality can be a preacher, and yes, they can preach yes. to thousands of people. Mm-hmm. They can talk very quietly like this and attract thousands. And be a host on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, it's, but, I mean, we don't, we don't really yes. think about that, or, or how amplification has changed church architecture. I mean, it used to be a church, yep. a building yes. was designed for, one, it wasn't designed for more people than could actually hear, um, but it was designed for people to be able to hear that person that was speaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that's a, it's an entirely different equation. So there's, yes. there, I think it's recognizing, the, what I would encourage people to do is recognize that there are benefits and drawbacks to every technology we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could talk about, I mean, you were talking about with projection, like it, they, it does things to us yes, and it changes yes. our environment. And so as we begin incorporating technology into our gatherings, we want to first understand, all right, what's our purpose in gathering, mm-hmm. and then we determine what technology we use and how we use them based on how they serve that that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I found is that, like as our our technological capabilities expand, we begin to feel like, well, I should pursue all those avenues. Yes. And we yep. talked recently about yep. the the ten thousand different backgrounds. It's like. I mean, up until five minutes ago, I didn't even think about using one different background. Yeah, 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 <laughs> now I've got right. 10,000 yeah, to yeah, choose yeah. from. Right. Um, and now I think since I've got that ability, well, I mean, I should probably use it. Um, and it's an yes. interesting thing that it, the the well-intentioned people that, that are providing these, I think, technological yeah. capabilities, they might not necessarily understand the priorities of your gathering yes. or, or be on yeah. board with the priorities yes. of your gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for, for a lot of them, it, it, there's a sincere desire to help you serve your people well. I, I don't think absolutely. people are saying, absolutely. you know, let's, let's just make a lot of money here by selling things right. that huge, can distract Huge people. market opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, there may be, but I wouldn't I wouldn't. No, that people want to serve the church. Yeah, they want to yeah. serve the Which is the wonderful. Church. But the problem with that is there's so many um, additives that you just get lost. Yes. You're drawing from 8 million different technologically advanced things that you can add to your gathering. Well, and we haven't even, and maybe you're getting into this, but we haven't talked about the musical technology things. I mean, I'm a keyboard player. I I like to play the piano. I was there when, you know, the DX7 came out, like the, the Yamaha DX7, the first digital synthesizer. I remember opening it in the box, and <laughs> so, it's like a long time ago. And uh, I've seen what it's become, and now it's like you need Ableton, you need Logic, yeah, you, need, yeah. you just need all the stuff. More things, yeah. More things that, that you have to invest time and thought. And even if it's not the time that you spend for the particular meeting, it's all those hundreds of hours you spent Typically, you know, trying to get to a place where you could do it without thinking about it too much for your Sunday morning yep. meeting. But you do got to think about it. Yep. Or tracks, you know, getting all that. I, I just see people pouring hours and yep. hours, yep. dozens of hours into things that in the end, I don't know if they're really serving the purposes yep. that God's intended for. Or it could be an electric guitarist who has, uh, spends the entirety of a time of, of practice Looking for that just tone. Dialing looking for that, in that tone. tone yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, whether that pedal was on or off, <laughs> I think the same things would have probably been happening as far as what God was doing yeah, in that gathering. Yeah, and that's yeah. not yeah. saying, again, it's not saying it's irrelevant yeah, or yeah. a waste right. of time, uh, but I think we want to have it, hold it in the proper perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it'd be helpful. It's helpful when an accomplished musician can come in, use all the tools, 
without a lot of thought so that they can concentrate on the things that are most important. Yep. Yeah. If in a Sunday meeting you're spending all your time thinking about the technology, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and I would encourage you either to hold off mm -hmm. before you try and do that, get practice, get, get better at what you're doing, or to change what you're doing. So it may yep. be that you just play things that are simpler and without yep. a ton of We effects. shouldn't be dependent on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cal Newport, uh, he has this, uh, he's a professor at Georgetown, and he's written on, on technology. Uh, he has a book called Digital Minimalism, mm -hmm. and he, he presents this, uh, what he says, a philosophy of technology use in which you focus your online time and your technology on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support the things you value and then happily miss out on everything else. Mm. And I think applied yes. to the church, yes, it's um, excellent. applied to the church, it, it's it's not the things that we value, it's the things that God values. Can, can we, you read yes, that one more time? Yes. Yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna, might be listening to in their car and just, just miss that. So we want to focus our, our technology on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support the things, I'm going to say, God values. Yes. And yeah. then happily miss out on everything else. Yes. That's uh, so good. And so... In, in that, he talks about optimization and the importance of optimization, and he said that deciding a particular technology supports something you value is only the first step. To truly mm -hmm. extract its full potential benefit, it's necessary to think carefully about how you're going to use that technology. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would see this, I think, about ProPresenter, and it was something we, we wrestled through recently, going back a few years, when we switched over to ProPresenter, and I, I wanted to... Think carefully about how we were going to use that technology. Yeah. Because I knew once we started using it, there was this whole other world of ways that yeah. we could use it yeah. that opened up. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, and but just because I have the ability to do something doesn't mean that that's what I should. Yes. Use yes. it for. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I, I really just want it for this one thing. Yeah. And that's it. Projects lyrics really yes. well. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Yep. And then I, I happily miss out on everything else. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think mm -hmm. we do we do well to think think that think about that. Um, I have uh, some questions that I would encourage people to uh, ask Excellent. as they think about technology in your Sunday mm -hmm. gathering. Before you go there, I think yeah. of one of the ways that technology has become a determiner is is in the whole projection of lyrics, where mm. you have you know the video of the person leading or whatever you know no matter the size of the church i mean the church church would be 300 and you've got the video of the person up there yeah um or, or a big, bigger church and then you can't have the lyrics over the person's face so they just put like one line things and and it becomes uh i've seen where situations where they didn't have the person you know video the person up there but the lines are still just one line and and what that does to our perception mm -hmm. of what we're singing is it just makes everything disconnected. Yes. Everything disjointed. First, you have a very good projectionist to do that. they got to be on top of things, really on top of things. Right. But one of the beauty of the hymnal, and I'm not, I'm not saying we should all get back to hymnals, but one of the beauty is you can see all the lyrics there. Yeah. And you can understand how they go together. Yeah. Or putting more of the lyric on your screen. So four lines or eight lines yes. even so that people go... Oh, this is the thought that's there, rather than here's one thought, here's another thought, here's that's another an, thought. That's an excellent thought. point. So it, it's teaching people yeah. to think in disconnected ways because we've allowed technology to to become the master, rather than using it for the purposes that we that got into. It is. Excellent. It's funny how I mean that that whole uh, breaking up the lines and and decontextualizing things. Uh, what a challenge it could present sometimes when you'll end up with a line. 
that like on its own is either heretical or doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get to the next line, get to the yes. next line. Undoing the purposes. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. <laughs> right, and that's it. That's what we got up there. Quick, take a picture. <laughs> oh, wait, the sound system turned off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some, some questions uh, that we might ask as we're thinking about technology in our gatherings. Uh, is it the least imposing technology available for the task? Say that again. Is it the least imposing technology uh, available mm. for the task? Mm. Um, and so, I mean, I think in a sense being happy to miss out on everything else, is it the least imposing thing we can mm. use? Mm. Uh, a projector with acetates, more imposing mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. a hymnal yeah. or yeah, yeah. projection, yeah, pro yeah. presenter. Yep. Um, I like this question. How expensive is it? And can it be fixed if it breaks? Great questions. And who can fix it? Uh, I mean, sometimes we, so we can rush to get technology and it's, yeah. it's or everybody's got it or this yes. other church has That's it. So and good. then you realize, hey, maybe a pipe organ. I mean, it, and you yeah. get it and you realize, hey. oh, wow, like we're stuck with this and no one can fix it. We can never <laughs> play in the key of D. Oh, man. Um, how might this technology benefit and hinder us in pursuing God's purposes for our gatherings? Mm. Uh, and so mm. both benefit and hinder, mm -hmm. or Great in proclaiming question. and hearing God's word and edifying one another. Yeah. Um, other questions. Does this technology serve in building us together as a spiritual house? Does it conform us to who we are together in Christ or, mm. or atomize us as individuals? Mm. And so, some technologies atomize. you use. Is that what you said? Yeah, atomize. Like make us like individual atoms? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, separate <laughs> A-T-O-M? Particular A-T-O-M? Yes, okay. A-D-A. Not A-D-A. <laughs> but I mean, I think about, and this uh, I, could be a whole conversation, but in-ear monitors. So when we use in-ear monitors, there's this isolation that takes yes. place mm -hmm. that does provide benefits. I Like, I can hear you. I can hear everybody. For those of us with hearing loss, they're incredible. <laughs> uh, but it does... I mean, you had mentioned this effect. Yeah. It kind of separates us from the congregation, yeah. and it might separate us from what what's going on taking place around yeah. us. So, just yeah. things to be aware of. Yeah. Um, does it minimize or neglect the pursuit of of relationships? I mean, mm. so God is saving yeah. people and and means for them to be together. And does this technology negate or minimize yes. or pull us away from meaningfully building relationships? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, how does using this technology increase or decrease our awareness of our constant dependence on the Spirit of God? It's mm. a great question. Uh, and so as we use, utilize any technology, in what ways might this increase or decrease our awareness that, you know what, yeah. all we have is God, yeah. and we need yeah. his help. Yeah. Um, or do we pursue this techno technological benefit uh, as a means of asserting, oh, no, we're good. Mm. Like, we don't really need God's help. Yeah. Here. Right. Um, go help some other church. Yeah, go, go help some other <laughs> church. Um, and then finally, how does this value, uh, how does this technology shape us as a congregation, as an individual? And then what values are fostered through its use? Uh, what values does it encourage us to ignore or pursue? Mm -hmm. That's so important. Because the values you mentioned at the beginning are the Word of God. We've mentioned these a lot on this podcast. Uh, the Word of God, the Gospel church the spirit's work and if if we are creating a culture where those things are minimized mm -hmm. and what people are really moved by is this is really trendy this is really cool uh, this is really hip they are at the front edge it's of familiar here it's familiar 
uh, we're not serving them. Yeah. We're not. I mean, people might come. A lot of people might come. Yeah. And I think of you know, you know a mega church that grows quickly, uh, in, a church that grows quickly into a mega church. Just how often that can be the effect, not of the result, not of the spirit of God working people's hearts because of the gospel, but just because you're presenting them with a, a technolo- technological culture that's familiar, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, I want to be here." Now, can God work in those situations? Yeah. Of course, He mm-hmm. can. Yeah. But the questions that we're asking are more questions of purpose and aim. Mm-hmm. And Devin, I, I just want to thank you for all the thought you've put into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk a lot more about this, uh, but those are great questions, and we'll list those in the uh, description yeah. uh, for the podcast. Uh, but I think they're they're really helpful. There, there's no one way of doing things, but it's always important to consider. Are, are we using technology in the way that serves God's purposes yeah. for our gatherings? Because they're His yep. gatherings yep. Mm-hmm. of His people. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology is not the ruler. The Lord is. Yep. So we want to make sure that we're, we're serving His purposes. Yep. Yep. Henry David Thoreau, he, says, he said, all of our inventions are but improved means to an unimproved end. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm sure he said that in despair. Oh, that's great. Uh, but all we can do that's on our great. own is maybe pursue some improved means to an unimproved end. That is but excellent. thanks be to God that in Jesus Christ, he He has redeemed us Amen. by his blood. Amen. Yes. And that's our hope. And I mean, and so that's that's what that's who we look to. Amen. 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 Thanks for serving us so well, Devin. Hey, and if you have questions that you'd like us to talk about, uh, send us an email. Yes. Uh, soundplusdoctrine at sovereigngrace.com. Yep. Is that all spelled Spell out? Spell out Sound the word plus. plus. Yep. Soundplusdoctrine at sovereigngrace.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.